Hello, my name is Paul Coulter. I work for Living Leadership and I'm recording this message from my home in Lisburn in Northern Ireland. And we want to bring you over the next five days a, a little series for Christians and especially uh, Christian leaders in response to the coronavirus situation. Now, these are very strange times. That's a, a comment or something like it that I've heard from numerous church leaders over come, uh, recent days and, and even weeks as I've been talking to them about the situation as it's evolved. And I think it's fair to say that in my lifetime and in the lifetime of all of the people who are close to me, there's never been anything quite like this that has had such an impact on us. In fact, even those who lived through the last world war would say uh, that they haven't seen anything of such social impact since the Blitz. So how are we meant to respond to this as Christians and especially as leaders of God's people? Now, I want to say I'm not thinking here primarily of decisions about when to cancel services and how to replace them with technological solutions or even how to conduct uh, funerals and weddings and so on in a time like this. Those are important questions for pastors, uh, and there are others, no doubt, who can comment on those more effectively than I could. What I am thinking, however, about is matters of the heart, our heart as leaders, and of pastoral care for those who we seek to lead. How can we maintain our faith and theirs? And what words can we share with others in this moment? So this is the first, as I say, of five daily blog posts and uh, vlog posts. And uh, over these few days, we're going to think about how to speak hope, how to share help, how to support shepherds and how to stay centred on Christ. Now, I think this situation that we find ourselves in is a potentially toxic cocktail of factors, fear for personal health, concern for the well-being of elderly and vulnerable friends and relatives, worries about financial security for all of us, especially most immediately for those who are self-employed and those who are employers of others, anxiety about the implications for education and exams as schools are closed, the fear of dying alone or knowing that one's loved one may die alone without us by their side. And we need to know what we believe and to think about how to communicate it to others in such times. And in some ways, this moment is bringing us in the West back abruptly to a situation that has been the norm, probably for most people throughout history and still for many people in less developed countries today. The illusion of stability and of security on the basis of progress and economic growth has been shaken several times in recent years. The financial crash, the environmental crisis are probably the leading reasons, but not on this scale or with this rapidity. It's a moment of awakening for many to the fragility of life and the uncertainty of our economic and political systems. And I'm not trying to be a prophet of doom and gloom when I say that, but I do think it's important that while we look for solutions to this crisis, and I do believe Christians can and should be at the forefront of finding solutions in the economic and the political and the social realm, but we must be careful that we don't buy into the belief that these issues will ultimately be solved through our wisdom and efforts. 
The lies that echo through the ages ring out in this moment. The lie of Babel that says we can build our way to heaven through our combined efforts. And the lie of Sodom that says we can live forever in wealth and hedonistic pleasure are no less prevalent in responses to this moment than the lie that we're all doomed. In place of these lies, we need a clear understanding of God's truth. My mind is drawn to the book of Daniel with its emphasis on the sovereign rule of God. The insights Daniel is given in visions, confusing and overwhelming though they may feel, tells us the true story of human history. Rising powers, collapsing civilizations, declarations of great power and demonstrations of great weakness are all part of the dynamic of history. Yet Daniel is given a glimpse into two truths. Firstly, that behind these twists and turns of history, there is a constant and unchanging truth that God is sovereign. There is conflict in the heavenly realms as powers of evil seek to thwart God's good purposes, but there's no question that he remains in control. And secondly, his purpose is to bring all things to a very good conclusion when all authority is handed over to one who's described as being like a son of man. And this son of man who once walked the dusty streets of Judea and Galilee has already been enthroned at his father's right hand and he will soon soon return to establish his kingdom in all its fullness. The one who did battle against disease during his life on earth and presumably viruses were on his list of defeated enemies and who won the decisive victory over sin and death through his cross and resurrection will soon be calling end to all hostilities, destroying every foe by the breath of his mouth. These truths frame our lives in this uncertain world. We've got a living hope of a certain inheritance through the resurrection of Christ from the dead and we're kept by the power of God. And we also trust that God is working out his purpose through all things for our good, bringing history towards its ultimate goal of the children of God being revealed in glory. And this confidence frees us to devote ourselves to God's service. We're called to be gospel people sharing the message of Christ with others and serving them through good works in response to God's grace. As our culture faces a moment of existential crisis, we must do both of these things. We must speak hope and share help. Over the next few days, we're going to think about how we can do that and how we can help others to do it too. But I want you to know that we in Living Leadership are here for you. We're praying for you, especially those of you who are leaders. We're uh, here to support you. Uh, just drop us an email anytime if you want to share a prayer request with us uh, or if we can help you. We're carrying on our mentoring work online with people and our training work as much of it as we can online. But we want to be encouraging you as you seek to encourage God's people. God bless you as you continue to serve him.